Today is Wednesday, July 24th, and on today's episode of That's Some BS, we have quarterback from the prestigious Princeton University, Brevin White. We talk about everything that's coming up on this season, talk about how he got to Princeton, how he had to turn down somebody to get there, and all the different Cali things that he loves to do. We also have Thing, 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 and finally, our Athlete of the Week. All right, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to be underway here shortly. Please keep the seatbelts fastened as we climb out way off and get turbulence. Bro, I am crispy. It is hot. Like potato chip crispy? Yeah, like almost like sitting outside, you know, when you put a hot dog on the grill and it's just like black, like just crisp. Mm-hmm. That's me right now. Kettle cooked? Mm, probably not. More like boiled. But anyways, uh, speaking of heat, we got some heat this week on the interview. Major fire. Yes. But anyways, guys, I'm Sam. I'm Brock. And on today's episode of That's Some BS, we have an awesome, awesome interview. We got a guy, his name's Brevin White. He's a quarterback, four-star out of California, quarterback at Princeton University, Ivy League guy. Pretty smart. He's one of us, man. Like he's he's one of us. He's one of one of you guys. I mean, he is. I can't give it away yet. No, he's he's honestly our favorite interview so, yeah. so far. Right now, I mean, he's he's definitely top BSer um, of the year so far. He's in the lead. It's a tight it's a tight group of guys, but right now he's edging them out. Absolutely, and man, we just had a blast. I mean, it, I mean, we'll get into it, but I mean, shoot, half the things that he's had to do. Like, I don't know if I could do it. Like, turning down some coach, and you'll hear from him about that. Could you, I just couldn't imagine being rolled out the red carpet. And this isn't just, like, Tennessee, Florida. This is Alabama. Like, Forrest Gump, like, Alabama. Exactly. Could you imagine? No, I can't. Because I'm not a four-star quarterback out of California. And we're not as smart as him. That's true. Because he's such a smart dude because he's thinking after football. He's like almost like he's already in the next year. He's already in 2020 because he's got that vision. Right. I mean, and he's already making business moves. Like, dude is, yeah, dude's living in 20, like 57, and we're stuck in 2019. Just but, doing a stupid podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, speaking of that, so now we've got, we've got Big 12 guys on the show. We've got NFL guys, ACC. We've got American, SEC, SEC. Now we've got Ivy League. So we're hitting it all. Which one do we, we still need? See, he's our West Coast guy, but we mm-hmm. still need a Pac-12 guy. We need a Pac-12 guy. Um, but back to the Ivy League, I kind of okay. I have a game for you. Okay, it's a true or false game. Oh, Ivy League edition. Okay. Okay. So I've got five true and false questions. First one: All forty-five U.S. presidents have been Ivy League graduates. False. Correct. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Only fifteen of them, even well, though that's I like because Bill Clinton didn't go. Yeah. So boom. George Georgetown. Oh yeah. Okay. Next one. Um, at University of Pennsylvania football games, it's, tradi- it's a tradition to throw toast onto the field after the third quarter. Toast? Toast. What? What you think? After the third quarter. After the third quarter. I'm going to say true because that sounds something like some weird West or like some Pennsylvania crap. It is true. I'm not sure why they do it, but I mean, Ivy League, different breed. All right. In 2016, Cornell admitted a 12-year-old aerospace engineer who was reading books in both Korean and English at the age of two. I can see that. Yep. Okay. So that means you you're got competition. In. You're three for three right now. Field. You're, I mean, you probably should have applied 
to where? To Ivy Leagues. I mean, you're three just for three all, right now on True and False. Yes. All right. Fourth one. There are currently eight official Ivy League schools, and the plan is to add a ninth by the year 2025. Okay. Are you trying to have me guess? No, no, no. Just true or false? Because oh, there's because there's always no. been eight. False. It, four for four. Let's go. No. Cash money. All right. Last one. You're about to go 100. Oh, my gosh. Let's do this. All right. So at Cornell, you can major in a program called Viticulture. Don't know if I pronounced that right, but Viticulture, which is the science and practice of growing grapes and producing wines. That sounds so ridiculous. I'm going to say yes, it's true. It's true. Five for five. Let's oh, no, go. Okay, guys, I just want to let you know, like, I did not see this before at all. Like, Dude. I was not prefaced with this at all. That was awesome. So five for five. You aced it 100%. Yeah, I wish my actual tests in college were like that. Could but have reflected, yeah. Yeah, but. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Man, I'm just glad to accept this award and. Glad to be an Ivy League uh, test champion. <laughs> no, but another thing I love about Brevin was just the fact that, like, he's just a real guy. Like, earlier, you said that he's just one of us. He really is. I mean, he's just like, yo, love country music, love hanging out, love certain foods, love certain burger places, and certain milkshakes. And we'll get into that. We'll Hang talk on. about that. We were a he little went. too eager to hand him the top BS award. He doesn't like Whataburger. That's his, but that's his one knock right now. But that's a that's a knock. Like we can't overlook that. Hey, before like we, B White Seven, like we knock, we're gonna need to fix that. Okay, before we knock him, we're gonna have to let the listeners, you know, hear what he has to say. Okay. Because he kind of defended himself oh, a little bit. Shoot. And so we don't need to make any, you know, prejudgments on him and let the listeners be biased. We gotta let them make their own opinion. But yeah, Brevin, if you're listening to this, we're still a little upset about the Waterburger. But anyways, guys, why don't we just go ahead and just play it, man? We've it. been eager. He's one of our, if not our favorite interview. We had a blast talking to him. And here he is, Brevin White. So we think that we're pretty smart guys most of the time, but we're definitely bringing on a guy that has us beat when it comes to the books and the brains. Now we welcome on quarterback for the Princeton Tigers, Brevin White. How you doing, man? Doing good, guys. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you. 100%. Uh, on here the smartest guy we've had on the show. No, absolutely. Like, I just, well, okay, I just want to start it off. What's your ACT, man, or your SAT? I, so it's so funny. Um, the recruiting and getting into the Ivy League schools is just a lot different. Granted, I will say that football and sports can help you out and, you know, kind of get your foot in the door. Um, but there's still definitely, you know, restrictions and uh, certain requirements you got to meet to get in. But I didn't take that uh, SAT. To get into school here i took the act instead uh, and i finished i only took it twice and this is going to come to a shock to you guys but i only got a 27 dude, dude as a junior you're good so man. I got a 27 and uh they said i was good they gave me the green light that i was in so that's you know, all you need really man too much about it <laughs> <laughs> i think if you put sam and i score together i think we're still falling short of the 27 yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah it, yeah you know what i'm very blessed with the opportunity to come to this school i love it it's a great place great people um and, and it's very small so uh, i kind of like that feel i wish we got more people to our game so we don't we don't get that uh you know that big 12 atmosphere that sec atmosphere so um that is one thing that i, I miss out on coming here but um it, it is the best spot for me this place is just phenomenal well so taking it back like Obviously, you're in Princeton. You're at Princeton right now, but let's go back to your Cali days. Like in California, yeah. there's so much to do. There's Disneyland. There's the beach. There's Hollywood. There's everything. But what gravitated you to football? Like, what was it about football that you're like, all right, I'm in? 
Yeah, so, I mean, it's so funny. Like, my dad never never played football growing up. He was just, uh, uh, he, he plays basketball, or he played basketball, um, and he actually referees college basketball now. Um, but I'm the youngest of three kids. There's a sister uh, in between me and my oldest, the older brother. Um, my brother plays, uh, he's a quarterback at Memphis, so he plays football as well. I guess just kind of growing up, you always look at your um, older brother as that kind of, model uh that role model figure for you so um i guess i just kind of followed in his footsteps kind of saw him get involved with football and uh his name's brady so my parents gave him a tom brady jersey like a while ago for mm-hmm. christmas and he's been a diehard patriots fan ever since you know ever since he got that jersey which is funny so i don't know if i'm rubbing anybody the wrong way right now <laughs> saying that um but he's been a you know just it's so funny, like seeing his growth of football and he, he loves it. He's the type of kid that can sit in a, you know, small room and watch film for six hours a day and just be in heaven. But I think that's ultimately what pulled me to football and just kind of seeing his love for it and the joy it brought him. And I wanted some of that for myself. So I got involved and just kind of never really looked back. So they named him Brady yeah. after Tom Brady. Why'd they name you Brevin? Um, well, they didn't, they actually, they didn't name him after Tom Brady. They named him Brady after Brady Quinn. Oh, okay. oh go Irish. <laughs> yeah. So, and my sister actually goes to Notre Dame, our sister, yeah. our, our middle sister. So Brevin, kind of cool. Look, we are a pro Notre Dame podcast. We are Notre Dame fans. Okay. Very cool. That's awesome. My girlfriend goes there as well. So I got, I got mixed interest. Oh that. my gosh. All right. Sweet. Well, yo, okay. <laughs> um, that, that's actually really funny. <laughs> not a lot of pro Notre Dame people out there sometimes, but, right? you know, tend to catch a lot of rare to find, especially with California. You'll get the SC fans. I hate SC fans, by the way. I'm sorry for saying that, but <laughs> God, I just can't deal with SC fans. It's just, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you just talked about your love for getting into football and you kind of attribute that to your older brother, but we noticed in throughout your high school career that you played for three different high schools. Were those kind yeah. of, um, were those football decision based, like in terms of recruiting? Uh, I wouldn't say they're like recruiting based decisions for as like going to college. Um, all three schools that I play at are pretty good football schools, I'd say. Um, a little different academically, all three of them, but they're really just revolved around um, following a coach. My brother actually played for my head coach's brother um, in high school, so. Uh, they're the Harrington brothers. They're relatively well-known in Southern California and just very offensive-minded guys and know how to handle um, and run the spread offense um, at a high school level, at an advanced level, I'd say. Um, so I just kind of went to uh, my first high school was Bishop Alamany, and my head coach actually ended up getting fired. It was kind of a political deal with, um, you know, just new, new administration coming in and just wanted to part ways. And uh, I'm loyal to my guys, so he he ended up leaving. And by rule, I couldn't follow him to his next high school, or else I wouldn't be able to play. So I kind of had to go um, to a different different high school for a year until I could go reunite with him my senior year, um, which is the route I did. Granted, there's a lot of logistics that went into all that, and it wasn't the easiest decision for me and my family. We had to move and do all sorts of stuff to follow all the rules in order to keep me eligible. But, um, I wouldn't change it. Um, I'd say it helped me grow as a person, uh, on and off the field. And I learned a lot, met a lot of cool people that I probably wouldn't have met if I didn't, you know, kind of have this journey, um, throughout high school and 
ultimately ended in success. Uh, we, we got a ring together our senior year, me and my head coach, and I kind of see him more as a friend and a mentor now these days. We still keep in touch monthly, and he, he checks in and see how we're doing. I'll go home and golf with him. He, he's a really good Dean. Dean, Dean Harrington, he's produced so many top Division One quarterbacks, a couple NFL quarterbacks, so can't say enough good things about him, and that's kind of ultimate. He's he'll laugh at it but he's he's really the reason why my high school journey was the way it was okay well that's awesome that you have that type of bond but just how was that difficult for you going from high school to high school because i mean in terms of friends and just gelling with your with your guys on the team like how difficult was that yeah no i mean you definitely got to earn your stripes wherever you go i mean anybody that's been in sports knows that you know nothing's given to you so I had a lot of friends that I was pretty close to at my first high school. And then I just kind of, you know, when I started bouncing around to other schools, there's new faces, you know, new teams. So, you know, you got to start from square one and just kind of earn the trust of the guys and the respect of the guys work hard uh, in the classroom, on the field, in the weight room, and just kind of, you know, build those bonds with those guys. So they know, you know, come season that they can trust you. And when it comes down to it, you're going to fight for them. So, uh, you know, I did that three times, you know, and three new teams and yeah, it, it was difficult. It, it really was. But like I said, I wouldn't change it. I met a lot of cool people and it just taught me a lot, um, a lot of life lessons. I'd say, you know, that can be applied to, you know, many different facets of life, but you know, it, it was fun. It was a fun journey, but it was difficult. All right, but now we want to talk about probably the best athlete in the family, and you already mentioned him, and it's your brother Brady. Um, what? I, I don't know. <laughs> you that's don't... kind of a that's kind of a gracious introduction to, <laughs> to Brady, but the best athlete. I don't know if I agree with that, but all right, we'll we'll, we'll continue. We'll roll with it. Okay. With, uh, well, I'm going to put you in we'll another <laughs> another hard position, and as a as a little brother, critique your brother real quick. What is some of his strengths, and then some of his weaknesses as a quarterback? Right now. Right now, um, okay. I think he's probably one of the best things that he does is he's a big game manager. I think he can get out there, and I I think the biggest thing that he's not credited for is the checks that he can make at the line and get the offense in the right position to to succeed. Uh, not a lot of people, especially the fans. It's so funny. I'll go to the games and I'll sit there and you know it'll be a negative play and all the fans are you know yelling and you know we're used to that like we've been quarterbacks our whole life so we're just kind of immune to um all that noise i wouldn't say my mom doesn't like my mom doesn't like that still and it's kind of funny um <laughs> seeing her react but uh i think he's one, a really good game manager can handle uh tons of in- information you know per week by team I think he's got really good, tremendous accuracy. I think those are the two things that really can separate him on. One thing that I'm pushing him to work on, which I think he is, is I just want him to be a little bit more mobile. He ran a little bit last year, but he had an injury when he has that ASU. Um, so, and it was a foot injury. So I think he's, he's back a hundred percent for sure. But I think he just needs to get um, mentally, you know, back in the right mindset to run and make plays when he can. Not saying that he can't, that's just a little brother uh, wanting just a little bit more, but I think I think he's you know he's got a big year ahead of him, and I just can't wait to watch. Right, that's sweet because we're pull, we're definitely pulling for Brady to slay the UCF giant. No, someone's got someone's got to take over Man. the American. Yes, I'm hoping it's Brady. It was too. I, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the games last year, but it was too tough. It was tough they were no those the Memphis UCF. those Memphis UCF games are just like those are. 
instant ESPN classics right there. Yeah. And I, I talked to Brady and, you know, the first game during the regular season was at Memphis. Um, Liberty Bowl was pretty good venue. Um, Great venue. But the, you know, the championship game was at UCF and Brady doesn't, he's, he's definitely, uh, he's, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the word is. He handles losses fine, but he just doesn't want to talk about them, which I totally understand. Like all athletes like are like that. Um, but for me, like, I don't get to go to every one of his games. And sometimes I don't get to watch, like if Princeton has a game around the same time or whatever, it's a day game. Like there's some times where I can't watch him. So I'll have to call, you know, and FaceTime him, and he'll be just like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Like, let's, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about golf or, you know, we're, we're big golfers now, but he said that UCF was like the craziest atmosphere he's ever played in, um, over there. So pretty spectacular, good, good fan base, good, good atmosphere. So I, I hope, I hope the giants or whatever the, the Knights, the giant Knights, whatever, I hope they get played <laughs> this year. Yeah, for sure. But going from the Memphis tiger, the family back to the Princeton tiger, um, back to your high school recruiting yeah. days. So you, I mean, you picked up what fourteen D one offers? Yeah, I you know I'm not I'm not a kid to count them, I, but yeah, there's 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 a handful. Multiple, like right. humbly, humbly, I'll say like I I'm, I don't like to talk about myself like that, but I I was fortunate enough to have options. Yes. Okay, so you have all of these options that you have to sort through, and you have to really think about you know do I see myself living here, attending this school, um, being successful in football. What I want to know is, did you go on a handful of official visits? Uh, actually, not too many officials. A lot of, um, I don't, I don't remember how many officials I went. I did visit a lot of schools. Um, I only probably went on, and it, I think the ruling now is you can only get five official visits. Um, and I think I did, uh, I think I did three. Yeah, I think I did around three, maybe. But I did so many unofficial visits, and my dad can be the first one to tell you because unofficials you know you pay to go and see all these places but right. i we visited like uh in like 30 schools it was ridiculous for my freshman year all the way up until my senior year but the recruiting process is just a, a crazy experience like you mentioned there's so many you know different things to think about um you know because it, it is your life it is your future especially for a big four years that can kind of determine um what you're going to be doing the rest of your life so it's it's crucial to kind of lay out what's important to you and you know what school kind of checks all those boxes and I always say like no school is the you know a perfect fit like there'll never be a perfect fit like if if Princeton was a perfect fit it'd be in Southern California and you know that's really about it like that's the only thing that I can knock Princeton on is just kind of how far it is and maybe just a little bit more of an athletic focus um, but you know I got to focus on academics here as well which I don't mind. But um, there is a best fit, and that's what Princeton was for me uh, when I was comparing it to all the other schools. In terms of that, I mean, were you the kid, like, thinking in high school, were you always dead set on an Ivy League score, or was that just in, like, terms of your priority list, just academics being on there? Because there's no, I, great, yeah, you know, it, academic schools, Notre Dame, Northwestern, Vanderbilt. You have these great big D1 academic schools. So were you dead set on Ivies, or? I, I wasn't dead set on Ivies at all. Actually, like, going into high school, like, I going into high school was like the only time I've ever thought of Ivy leagues until Princeton came around uh, and offered me because you know, you just never know like how, how good you're going to be. Right. Like you always kind of like, I, 
I, I didn't know my potential, I guess I'd say, like when I was going into high school. And you just kind of don't really believe it until, like, you get your first offer. Like, everybody can tell you how good you are. And that's great. But, like, you know, you, you got to wait for the facts. So, like, when your first school offers you, like, that's kind of just something that, uh, you know, takes you back. You're kind of like, I'm a little emotional about it. And my first offer came, like, my, I think it was my freshman summer um, from ASU when my brother was there. And it's just, I mean, it's just kind of a, a game changer because, it's almost like a domino effect because once you get on the radar, everybody's starting to watch you. And if you perform in high school um, and they come and watch you and like you, I mean, you know, the sky's the limit. So that's just kind of what happened for me. And I didn't really ever think about the Ivies again. And I was looking at, you know, the bigger division one schools. And then the former, my former coach um, who recruited me to Princeton, Sean Gleason, who's actually the OC now and quarterback Go Pokes. coach at, uh, yeah, uh, Oklahoma State. So. Um, he actually like DM'd me on um, Twitter, which is so funny. Like that's just kind of how the recruiting process works. Sometimes it's just all through like social media. But he just DM'd me and said like, "Oh, would you be interested?" And so I got on a phone call with him, and uh, we just kind of started building that relationship. And they ended up offering me, and it's just kind of like they never even see me, you know, throw at that time. But uh, when you kind of have like a little bit, you know like base reputation of all right this guy's got a and b offers and he you know here's his film and if they like you they'll probably offer you but uh i ended up coming out to camp and they liked me and then i ended up committing i think it was my junior summer as soon as i could just because all the other schools were great options and i was definitely blessed to have you know such a great list to choose from but i wanted i wanted a really academically sound school um and i just not saying that the others weren't, but when I was coming down to it, Princeton just really kind of had everything I wanted academically sound, um, you know, kind of opportunity to play here. Not saying that I wouldn't play at any other school, but um, just you can't turn down an Ivy League education. And that was something that was really important to me. And the only bad thing is, you know, they don't give full rides here. Like it's all uh, financial aid based. So that was kind of something I had to talk to my parents about and kind of grow up. Uh, go through with them um and i'm lucky to be here and you know it's kind of got to lay out all the pros and cons like i just can't stress that enough to people and you know when it came down to a prince and just kind of beat everybody else out right i think a lot of kids just get kind of caught up in the uh the emotions of it and taking official visits and getting offers and kind of don't you know lay everything out kind of like what you just talked about it's 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 very easy to get caught up in it too i'd say and that's like something also that like going through the process i did was just i would never like i just would never try to make a decision or when when i was on a visit like it'd be so easy to go oh wow i want to commit here like when you're actually at the school um i'd always wait until i went back home and just kind of had like a week to debrief and kind of let like you said all that emotion that you have and that's just built up i kind of try to let that um, subside a little bit just to get back to reality because I mean recruiting like it, it, it really isn't a reality because they're you know they're all telling you what you want to hear you're getting wine and dine like you kind of got to see through the BS right yeah right that's, that's some BS, BS. It, um, you gotta you gotta you gotta you know kind of weave your way through that um, and just kind of come back to reality and just be like would I be happier for four years because all the coaches aren't going to be taking you to steak dinners every night and you're right. not going to be, you know, doing all those things. So 
you just kind of like keep that in mind. And I just think that's one of the biggest things like people can get so caught up in that easily and just on the days that pull the trigger. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like if it's truly your school and you know, then great, do it. But that just never was the case for me. And that's why I didn't like, I didn't commit earlier. I just never got that feel. So that's kind of why I ended up here. And that's a, that's a smart mentality. And that just goes to show why you're at an Ivy league school and we're, we're not, not. <laughs> um, but, uh, no. So I mean, sticking you with give me too much credit. <laughs> no, man, but sticking, sticking with recruiting. I mean, Brevin, you're known as the four star quarterback to tell Alabama. No, I mean, you've been featured in USA today articles. You've been on the sports illustrated. Like, yep. It's been, it's been out there. Right. And you've, you've kind of caught that tag. So just how, how difficult was that? I mean, you took an official visit, you got to see Saban's Lake house. How difficult was that to tell them no? Yeah, it was the Tuscaloosa Lake House. It wasn't even. I hear the Georgia one or wherever the Ooh, other one. He's got them. Really I'm sure nice. he's got them all over the South. Just like recruiting yeah. hotbed pools. Just like, <laughs> hey, no, you want to come to my that, Tennessee that, pool? Yeah, that guy. That guy. Uh, very powerful man. I'd say. I mean, and I'm not talking like this. Is just not even recruiting. Like just in general, that dude is just a powerful business like man. Just constantly, I can, you know, you can just see his mind turning every every minute. But no, Alabama's first first class institution, especially when it comes to football. I mean, they got the best. When I mean the best, the best facilities and everything. Like it is the top notch, and they they laid it all out. And I went with my parents and um, sat down with Coach Saban and Coach Enos, who actually isn't there anymore. He's at Miami, I believe, and Coach Roxley, who's at Maryland. It's it's funny seeing the coaching turnover, uh, especially at that program because one, they're really good. And two, it's just like coaching turnover in general. is just an every year thing like that. You know, I experienced it like the coach that recruited me to Princeton's gone. So, I mean, that's something that people got to keep in mind when they're getting recruited, but Alabama is just a special place. Tuscaloosa, the fan base. I mean, everything about it was awesome. Football was, you know, football, there was like, it's a religion like in the south it Mm -hmm. truly is a religion like it is just unbelievable but it had everything that you could possibly want um but at the end of the day i mean i i wanted to put myself in the best position to where i think i would succeed in the future you know like where where where, what school is going to put me in the best position i think princeton was that is is that place and so that's just kind of the mindset that i had and I kept an open mind though when I was on the visit and I definitely had conflicting thoughts and had to think through it. And I had nothing but good things to say about Alabama and I never, you know, wanted to have the, you know, I never had the ambition of just going to get the, Oh, Princeton guy that, you know, he turned down Alabama. Like I never went there to get the tag. I was truly there um, to experience it. And because I was actually really thinking about going there but I have nothing but good things to say about, say about them. It was a great visit, but just, just wasn't the place for me. That's a good, a good mentality to have to be thinking after football, because obviously the NFL is still a dream for you, right? Yeah, no, of course it is. Of course it is. And, and that's something that everybody, like I, I've get multiple people in my ear during the whole, especially during the Alabama thing, like, Oh, don't you want to go to the NFL? Like Alabama's the, you know, pipeline straight to the league and factory. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 
and it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely something to think about, but there's plenty of like our quarterback from last year from Princeton. Um, he's a two time Ivy league player of the year. We'll, we'll talk about him later, but, um, his name's John Levin. He's on the Tuesday now and, um, he's probably going to make the team. Hopefully. I mean, they're loving him and he's loving him over there. And he's, he's going as like an H back fullback, you know, like hybrid, but it's possible. Our last two quarterbacks here at Princeton have, um, both gone. So, um, um, you know, I'm freaking optimistic. That's for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you were just mentioning you got some big shoes to fill there at Princeton, but what's one thing that you can improve on, on your game headed forward into your sophomore year? I think the biggest thing is just with the lack of experience you have, especially as a sophomore um, coming off a freshman season where you don't get a lot of playing time. Uh, I think it's just trying to, trying to limit the gap on and, and the learning curve on just your knowledge of the offense and the operation. I mean, that that's never mastered. I'd say um, wherever you're at, whatever system, like there's always something that you can be doing better just with your football IQ of your own offense. And that's just something I need to get better at um, going into uh, this sophomore season. I think just gotta, gotta know kind of what everybody else is doing. Um, just be a little bit more comfortable. I think is the biggest thing. I still have a lot to learn, but I think there's being more comfortable out there feeling feeling good having the reins in my hands and the power and just kind of running it run the show i just need to be be more confident and just kind of be ready to fill big shoes and compete this uh this fall camp coming up so we just talked about brian denny a little bit how rowdy does powers field get on a saturday during the fall i mean honestly like it's it, it's nowhere near an SEC. Like it does not get close. I'd say our biggest game this last year was Dartmouth. We were both seven and zero going into that game, and I think we had uh, around twenty thousand, maybe around twenty five thousand. And that that was a good atmosphere. I will say that was a good atmosphere. But it, it's it's hard. It's hard for a school with a five thousand undergrad student body with you know half of them probably being football fans and the other half just probably not even caring showing up to the games and what we get our we get our parents there but like my like my parents don't come to every game because one of my brother's playing and two are from california so you got to factor all these things in um and generally the other schools our opponents travel pretty good because they're relatively close but we have a decent atmosphere uh on game day I, I wish it could be better. I wish it could be a little bit rowdier, but our Princeton, um, especially our, our athletes, our uh, fellow Princeton athletes do, do bring some juice and they got their little student section, but uh, Gartmouth was definitely the best game this past year. I wish, I wish our atmosphere can grow and just be better. I don't know how we're going to do that, but um, that that's my honest answer. Like I just, I just wish it could be better. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. So, you can take the guy out of California, but you can't take the California out of the guy. What is the most California thing about you? Like, do you like skateboarding by the beach? Do you are you vegan? Are you do you drive a Tesla? Oh God, no. <laughs> what would you What would you say the most California thing is about you? It's It's actually so funny. So, I got here when I got to Princeton. I, I have longer hair now. Like I used to keep my hair Ooh, pretty like trimmed up. It, it, it looked nice. It looked nice. Yeah, the flow, the lettuce. I got the lettuce flowing out the back <laughs> right now. Um, and my mom hates it. My whole family hates it. 
my girlfriend likes it. So hey, you that's, know, that's, that's what matters, I guess. I guess. Yeah, but sorry, uh, Mrs. White. But just a quick little story. Like, so when I got to Princeton um, with all the other freshmen and I showed up and I started talking, they're like, there's no way this dude's from California. Like, he literally sounds from the South. Like, he's from tech. Like, he's from Texas. He's from Georgia. Like, where the hell is this guy from? He's not from California. And my, my friends still this day, they still call me a hick. That's my nickname. Uh, they call me a hick. So, um, it's just kind of funny. And whenever I get introduced to somebody new, uh, they go, where do you think he's from? And literally anybody that like does not know me will literally say this dude's from the South. So that's just kind of a funny side story. But, um, the most California thing about me, that's kind of tough. I mean, I drive a Jeep back home. Okay. So, uh, occasionally I'll go top down to the beach in the Jeep. I'm just trying to think of like, what's the most Californian thing? See, I think the flow in the be, Jeep. That might, be, that might be hard because, you know, when you're California, you don't realize that everything you do is just California right. things. But, but I think yeah, the flow in the well, Jeep might be it. Like like my normal activities that, like, I'll describe to people, they'll be like, oh, dude, that's so Californian. You know <laughs> what I mean? But that's just like a normal – it's like a normal routine. I used to skateboard, like, longboard. Um, oh, yeah, that's up there. So, I on mean, bar- I don't really boardwalk. do that much anymore. Just trying to think of, like, some – Really cool Californian things I do. No, did you take, I don't know. Did you take the I mean, Jeep out to Princeton? No. God, oh my no. goodness, that'd, that'd be, be a such a long drive. Be a cross country trip. <laughs> How often are you in South Bend? <laughs> um, as often as I can be, and as much as I can afford to be. All right. How about that? Because we're, I mean, we're fans of South Bend. We went to the Stanford game last year, so no, we probably my, need to link up in South Bend there. sometime. Wow. We know we definitely need to link up in South Bend. There's definitely some good spots. Um, there's not a lot of good, like there's not a lot of spots, I guess you could say around South Bend. Like every time I go out, out there, it's like always, uh, one of the good restaurants. My girlfriend be mad at my sister, uh, corn dance and like Ruth Chris and a couple others are like the go-to spots. Cause there's just not a lot out there, you know, but definitely next time I'm out there, we, we got to go to a game. No, absolutely. You're speaking about food, and let's stick with that California trend. You've been across the country. Oh, Are you an In-N-Out, In-N-Out. guy? Oh, my oh he already knows okay. it. You haven't even got the question out, and he already knows. I don't even have to say Shake Shack. <laughs> I was going to say you know Shake Shack is an option. But... Whoa, wait. Okay, wait. So I was, I was in New York City last weekend for the fourth, and definitely went to Shake I've, I've been to Shake Shack multiple times. And I will say, like, it's definitely a contender with In and Out. Really? I don't care. I don't care if the California people will, like hate on me for that, but I'm a big shake guy. Like, I need a good, a good chocolate shake. Like, I'll go, I'll go get a chocolate shake every day if I could in the fight. Like, my body can handle it. Um, <laughs> in and Out shakes don't do it for me. I don't like Dang. them. Um, great burgers, great. Um, Thousand Islands, you know, dressing, like love all that good fries too. Like it's, it's all pretty good, but Shake Shack, man, like every time I go and maybe it's cause I don't get it as much, but every time I go and get it, I'm just like, wow, this is pretty good. So I'd say they're, they're neck and neck for me. Okay. You having the nickname Hick, have, <laughs> have you, have you had Whataburger? Kind of a Southern thing. I, I've had, I've had Whataburger, not in the South though. Okay, but is it up there? Like I hated Whataburger. Oh my goodness! Okay, I mean that's all right. Hey, 
That's why you got to go hey, to a princess so yeah. you can get smarter. What, what, right. What's your guys' opinion? What, like, That's, have you guys had in and out? Maybe because you said you didn't have you, just, you said you didn't have Whataburger in the South. So maybe if you came to the South and you got a taste of it, it Where might change your mind. Yeah, you know what? I think I need like the real authentic feel. I, I had it somewhere like not even close. Like I think it could have been like Arizona or you know like some, somewhere like that, where it was just totally away from its origin. Wait, wait. What's your what's your guys's what's your guys's three? Have you guys had all three? Oh man. Okay, so we are Kane's Chicken Fingers and a Whataburger podcast. Like that is us through and through. Like yes. we can put a put a bow tie on it. We're looking for sponsorships. Yes. Honestly. <laughs> but, okay. Um, when it comes to like In and Out, to me, like I don't think the fr- the fries are pretty bland. Like, like they're pretty. You got to get them animal style. Yeah, like I try to get a man. I get them animal style, but still, like when you get to the bottom of them, it just kind of tastes like packing peanuts to me. And they're just like little crisp, like they're little like crispy pieces. Like they're not even real long. Yeah, exactly. Pieces. Like they're not they're not like fries though, or like like Shake Shack fries will get you right. You know what I mean? Like those those are good. Um, curly fries, definitely a move. Hey, we just got to make sure the nutritionist at Princeton just doesn't hear this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you better be doing your conditioning, young man. No, she'll, she'll be. Oh, dude, we have conditioning tomorrow. Yeah. What's um, this? What yeah. is it? Just like 110s? Is it gassers? Um, so, well, like we have a test. Um, we have a test each year. Um, but like right now in the summer, we just condition twice a week. So tomorrow will be um, like stadium stairs. And our stadium's like. I'd say it is the biggest in the Ivy League for sure, I think. But it is pretty steep on our second level. And so we have that tomorrow, which is kind of brutal. And then uh, Thursdays are 300s. So they're good. I mean, they're definitely difficult. But I, I think it always feels good and a little bit more rewarding to sweat a little bit after a nice hard hard conditioning. Well, we work out and then condition after. So on those days. Yeah, we got um, to help you become more of a mobile quarterback too, you know, yeah, it says yeah, online no, no that doubt. you're a pro style guy, but we gotta get your rushing yards up. <laughs> no, I'm so pissed that they have that. Like <laughs> that they list it like that. You know, I, I yeah. definitely see myself. I don't balanced balanced guy. Like I when you're not, on Road yeah, to Glory, balanced. you put balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I give myself on Road to Glory. Also, they definitely need to bring NCAA back. Like that's one hundred percent absolutely. Must. Um, and I'm not like I don't need to get paid for it. I just want the freaking game back. That's My how man. like passionate I am about it. Let's um, go. <laughs> let's go. But no, the nutritionist would actually probably be happy because they're trying to put weight on me right now. Which I can is see that. that. I need because I came in. I'm. I mean, I'm still. They still think I'm skinny, but I came in as a scrawny freshman. You know, weighing 180, soaking wet. So Kevin Durant kind of looking. Yeah, and so I'm about I'm 190 right now, which is good, um, but I probably should put on a couple more. But yeah, I need to I need to stay mobile. I need to be able to move. So talking weight, we're gonna move to a topic that carries a lot of weight on the podcast. We're going. We like to play like a game that. with everybody like that, that we have on, and with you, Brevin. We know you're a country guy, so we're gonna ask you give us your top three favorite country artists of all time. And be ready, like pull your put your boots on, because we're probably going to have a debate. Because we're from Arkansas and Oklahoma, so just be ready. The goats. <laughs> wow, top three. I'm just going to go like off my head right now. Rip it. All right, fine. I'll start off. I'll start off with definitely one that you're not going to debate me on. Eric Church. Okay. Yep. Remember, nope. I'm locked. I'm locking him in. Okay. Locking Eric Church in. 
who would be number two? I love, okay, I don't know if you guys are fond of this man, but he's kind of new. He's kind of new, not big yet, but he's definitely going to be big. On the con. Ryan Hurd. Ryan Hurd. So this is. Married to Merritt. Married to Marin Morris, Ryan Hurd. What's what's his best song? Um, I kind of like his song Michigan for the winter. Um, he just came out with a new single though. Her name was Summer, like probably a couple weeks ago. Um, he's got literally all of his songs. He only has like probably eight or nine songs out right now, but I literally love all of them. So you can, you guys can go listen to them and then kind of like tell me what you think. No, that, speaks, that speaks Ryan highly because you put him at number two. Right out there on the list. Like, we're talking the all-time greats, and you're already plugging this yeah, guy no, that only I, has, like, nine no, songs? I'm No, I'm telling you. Like, this guy is literally going to, like, when he, when he makes it big, like, I hope he, like, remembers me. Like, he responded. It's so fun. Like, I'm such a big fan. I've DM'd him, I've DM'd him on Instagram twice, and he's responded twice. And you know what I mean? Like, once he gets big... He's not going to be doing that kind of stuff. He's right. going to have somebody running. He's going to have his PR person, you know, running his Instagram. Exactly. He's going to be big time. So give round it out with your top, with your last one here. There's there's one name that if you say that, if you if you say this one name, I'm not going to be a fan anymore. <laughs> I'm 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 nervous now. I'm I'll just go ahead and say it. If you said Luke Bryan, I was going to hang oh, up no, the no, phone. No, 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 no. I was I, I was thinking about going Aldine. Aldean doesn't write his own stuff, though. So, you know, you kind of got to knock him on that. You got to look for the but, well-rounded country artist that does it all. God, I'm trying to think. Like, this is so tough for me. What about some old-time guys? You don't, you don't have any of the old-time guys in there? I'm not I'm not a big, like... You don't have... You don't even think about the king. George Drake. Uh, I, I mean, I have, like, a couple of the go-tos, like, especially for the locker room, like, after spring ball, like... We're definitely blasting George Strait, but like I don't listen to him enough on the regular to be like these are my personal guys, so it's not like wow, like country music's, you know, top. Like this is this is yeah, this, is, this is your list. list you know right. what I mean? Own it. Um protect it. I'm owning it. Like Kurch for sure, Aldine, Heard. Those are probably the top three right now. I mean, I love like I love Kit Moore. Uh I don't know, like there's just so many people right now. Love Marin Morris. Love Carrie. Kind of like that. I don't know. You guys kind of puzzled me on that one. Not gonna lie. You guys gave me some time, but I, I just Eric Church. Can I just go one? I'm walking yeah, in Eric Church. That's fine. Eric Church and Ryan Hurd. Those, those are my two. I'm giving you one one guy that's been around for a long time and he's huge, and I'm giving you a new guy. I'm going two. Boom. All right. Locked in. Sweet. We'll take it. So we have homework. We're gonna go listen to Ryan Day. Ryan Hurd. Ryan Hurd. Ryan Hurd. Okay. Ryan Day's go. a freaking head coach at. Wait. Ryan Day's head coach at Ohio State. Yeah, Anyways. He's thinking of Jason Day. He's thinking of Jason Day. I'm thinking yeah. Jason Day, and he's thinking of the head coach at Ohio State. Right. We'll go. We'll go listen got, to. I don't like. I don't like Ohio State. I just sometimes it's just like. There's not many people that yeah, do like him. So we're, you're. We're with you on that one. I mean, you're Notre Dame guy. Because I got. Because I got buddies from Michigan. There you go. We'll, so we'll listen to your buddy. Well, there's you, some t- there's some tension there, though. I mean, you're a Notre Dame guy, and you got friends up in Michigan. Like, how's that go down? They know where my priorities lay. Okay. Like when it comes down to it. Okay. Uh, and you know, there's no bad blood. They understand. My my sister works in football recruiting at Notre Dame, so like I have to, I have to, you know, I have to be pro be a Notre fan Dame. of the Irish. Can I send her my film? <laughs> You definitely could send her your film. I don't know if she's going to help you out because I sent her my film. And 
I'm not there. Oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> well, football season is coming up right around the corner, and fall camp's about to start. So just, we, we just want to say thank you, Brevin, for taking the time to sit down and talk to us. You guys can follow him on Twitter at Brevin White and on Instagram at B.White7. And if you employers out there want to find more out about this guy, he's on LinkedIn as well. Uh, Big business guy. It won't be hard for this guy to get a gig. Uh, Hopefully, he's going to be in the NFL soon. So, Brevin, thanks for talking to us. Thank you, guys. The LinkedIn shout-out might be more important than the the social media, not going to lie. Well, sweet, Brevin. Thanks for coming on the show, man. We wish you all the success moving into the 2019 season. Uh, Definitely going to be rooting for the Princeton Tigers to uh, uh, win the Ivy League once again. Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on and thanks for being a BSer, man. This was fun. Yeah, yeah, I, a BSer. I like that. You guys, you guys need to get like a shirt or something. You like do look a podcast shirt. We're like that. We're like that one or two star recruit on the come up and that nobody knows of. But you get us on the team. We're gonna be that practice squad and it's, grinder, and we're gonna show you up. And it's game over. No, you're you're like Ryan Hurd. You're you're like Ryan Hurd. You're on the come up for sure. I like it. I got, I got, I got, I got just as much faith as I do in you guys than I do in Ryan Hurt. Dang, that says a lot, dude. That's I mean, a, that's we're, from Mister Ivy League himself. We're, we're gonna hold on to that and we're gonna run. That's awesome. I, I hope so. I just give me, just don't, don't forget about me when you guys are big. I'll Never. Be, uh, I'll be a BSer. I'll be a BSer. One of the first BSers. I know you guys had uh, your um, Miami Dolphins guy on here, um, but I'm, I'm very fortunate to be, be here, and thank you guys for having me. Yo, all right, dude, that interview was so much fun. We need to get like a caravan started because if this Princeton game happens or if this Notre Dame game happens, like we got to bring some folks. Dude, I, I want to go hang out with him in Notre Dame. I'd be in, dude. Sign me up. Even though we're a little bit older than him, it's just like I feel like we're boys right now. Speaking of which, that reminds me I need to send my film to his sister. Yes. To hopefully get a get a call from well, you Brian still got, you, you still got a couple years of eligibility left. I, I mean, I do, man. Like, don't let him go to waste. Not at all, but... Anyways, we just want to say thank you to Brevin for coming on. Uh, he was a lot of fun. And you guys, when Ivy League games start coming up, because they don't start till like late, because they're on that weird trimester stuff. They don't start their first game is until the twenty first. That's like a month into the football season. Mm-hmm. So everybody's gonna be, everybody's not gonna know what to do. Like Ivy <laughs> Ivy League's gonna be coming out, and it's gonna be week one for Ivy League, and everybody's gonna be like, well, we already know who's in the college football playoff by now. Yeah, I should have. One question that I wish I could have asked Brevin is I wish because the Ivy League can't go to the FCS playoffs. Yeah. And I wish, like, I bet they wish that too. If, I mean, they went 10 0 last year, won the Ivy League. I wish they could get in and compete for a championship, maybe play longer than 10 weeks every year. But, yeah. But what I'm excited about is you and I have been talking about trying to make this, uh, this game against Yale happen in Yankee Stadium. No, it's against Dartmouth. Is it against Dartmouth? It's, it's against Dartmouth. All right. Whoever's in Yankee Stadium, I'm about it. I'm probably going to need to look to see if there's like an official Brevin White jersey and rep it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Brevin, if that exists out there, you might need to reach out to us and send us the link. By the way, Brevin, uh, every guest that we've had so far come on has sent us an autographed picture of themselves. Oh, very true. So we got to collect it for the, the BS studio. And for all you listeners out there, we will get it all collected and have a picture of the studio sent out soon. <laughs> 100%. All right, but awesome dude. Uh, thanks for coming on again, Brevin. Other than Ivy League stuff, let's leave the the book stuff in the past. Okay. We're going to run a segment that we haven't done in a while. We haven't premiered in a minute. And we're going to do Think, Think, Thing, which tell them, remind them again what Think, Think, Thing's about. So Think, Think, Thing is basically three different things 
that's going on in life, in sports, in the world right now. And it's either going to be uh, everything, something, or nothing. All right, so for my first thing, it's going to be everything. Okay. This just came out. Are you, you like traveling, obviously. I'm about it. So when you travel, you got to stay somewhere, correct? Mm-hmm. So where do you stay? Hotels, you, Airbnb. Nights ins. Yeah, any, yeah nights ins <laughs> in Nashville. Yep. Anything. So on Airbnb, something's up there, like because they're kind of known for having kind of exotic places to stay and different things. Well, they have something, and I think it's everything. Oscar Mayer put the Wienermobile out on... To stay in? Yes, to stay in. Like like an RV, like for $136 a night, you can sleep in the Wiener. You're joking. No. I didn't even know there was a bed in there. Yeah, there, there's a full-on bed. It's like the the front window turns into almost like a greenhouse with all the like... Oh, okay. With the windows and... It just turns into one big bed. Okay, so it's like those underwater, like living places, and they got straight windows, and you can see all around. Correct. What size bed is this? It says that it's a queen. There's 136 bucks a night. Well, I hope the people that are staying in the Wiener Mobile for the night can just relish the <laughs> night. <laughs> what? You're an idiot, dude. I'm 136 bucks a night. Yes. And obviously that's on wheels, so you can go anywhere, right? Yeah, and, like, so who do you give it back to? I'm confused. I don't know. And another thing is, is that, like, what I was thinking, you could you could go on a tour of the U.S., so you could just hire a driver and then ride in while you sleep, so you could go coast to coast in the wiener. Do they have Do they have a fridge in there or something? Or do they have a microwave to where you can, you know, get in a hot dog vibe? Or? It sure does. It does have a microwave? It sure does. Let's go. So All you, about it. What's the interior like? Yellow so and red? It's just yellow A mustard and, and ketchup? Bo- yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. I'm in it. Okay, what's yours? All right, mine is, so I said that this is definitely something. It's not everything, it's not nothing, but it's something. So Sam, we're big, I mean, we're big aviation guys. I don't know how many episodes we've said that, like our intro, outro, it's got aviation stuff, right? Yeah. And we love to, we love to travel, we love to talk about different airlines, whatnot. So LSU just got the new locker room. Yeah, I saw that. And it looks like a first-class seat. Right. So now the LSU football locker room features sleeping pods like you would find in like a first-class, I don't know, Boeing 787 Dreamliner type thing, like where dudes can literally catch Zs in between classes, naps, meetings, what have you. And I'm saying that this is something because I know locker rooms are now extravagant and they're evolving. Like you've got barber shops. You've got golf courses. You've got arcade and movie theaters. Rap studios. Exactly. I mean, do that. Who has that? You know I've who seen, has I, that? I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know there's some team out there that has like a recor- recording studio. Dang, that would be awesome to to drop a track real quick. But can't any, compete with that. Some BS pod, right? Studio. But this is just leveling. You know, new heights of creativity for locker rooms. So I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of pushback online, though. Really? Yeah. What is it? Because people are saying, you know, it's a twenty million dollar renovation or upgrade, um, and people are saying, do you think the players would rather have that or split forty thousand dollars per player? Because essentially, that's what it divide. What that's what it comes down to. And then you got the people that are like, oh, um, well, our library's trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is a hot topic, and we should honestly talk about this. Like maybe not now. 
but we should definitely talk about this on the pod sometime, like this debate of paying athletes. But, I mean, dude, you see the guys that open the door and all of them are recording just super hype. You know how oopid and fun that would be to have that as your locker room? See, but the thing is, whenever... I don't know, man. I don't know if I like that layout, though. Really? I don't. Dude, you played I'd football. Rather, you know how fun it would have been yes, to catch I, a nap real yes, quick? Yes, I did. But what I'm saying is is that I would rather have a vertical locker than a horizontal locker. Why? Because if you are th- like if you're getting changed and all that stuff, you, you have to put it all on the floor. You're not going to put it on your bed or your little bed right there. Dude, it's no, like. It's going to make. It, it just seems like that locker room could get messy real fast. Could it not? I could see it, but dude. That's, because if you have your locker, you could just shove it in there instead of like just laying it down. It's. I'd rather have a vertical mess than a horizontal mess. You and I have both been in lockers where you got guys just sleeping on the floor. Yes. So there's obviously a need for but, something. But those lockers don't look big enough to... Oh, those lockers look big enough. No, those, well, for us. But I'm <laughs> saying the 6'9", 320-pound left tackle yeah. from Baton Rouge. I didn't think about that. Hopefully they made them big enough. It's going to be like some little recliner chair, little tykes chair for him. Yeah. But, I mean, dude, that's where you spend all your time. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a good idea because... I mean, I remember when I played college football, there's there's a ton of times between meetings, classes, and practice where you don't have enough time to go all the way back to your room mm-hmm. and lay down. And the good thing is if you go all the way to football, you fall asleep. There's always someone there to wake you up, and you won't be late. Right. You're already there. Yeah. See? So there's I remember there's guys that they would stay up to like 2 or 3 in the morning studying for practice or studying for tests the next day when we had 5 a.m. practice, and they just go sleep in the locker room. Think about this. Think about lock-in, overnight bash in the locker room, whole team. You know how fun that'd be? Well, you're already with them all the time. Dude, so. but no, no, no. Have you ever slept I, in a locker room before? No, because you know, like, So, make history. Make history. So, do you have another one? Yeah, I sure do. Okay. So, this is, this is definitely something. So, the Portland Mavericks, which is a affiliate of the Arizona Diamondbacks, they created a, I don't even say a, the worst hot dog ever. Uh-oh, what's on it? It's marshmallow cream, crushed pineapples, oh. strawberry puree, mini M&Ms, fruit snacks, and rainbow sprinkles. All on a hot dog. And we were talking about the Wienermobile. I was going to say. No. Why? It's it, a, this, it, There's no. Disgusting. Oh, my goodness. Disgusting. It reminds yeah. me of Buddy the Elf whenever you put all that crap on the spaghetti. Doesn't work. Unicorn throw up. Yes. Dude. It literally looks like that. I don't think... There's no right combination to make a hot dog like a dessert dog. See, I, I think I can get past all of it except for the crushed pineapple on there. You can get past all of that, but just the one thing hanging you up is pineapple? I mean, I could down it. I don't, I, I'm don't. i not going to say it's good. You'd have to pay me. But I mean, dude, <laughs> just like... Think about it. The Oscar Mayer, you know, mobile is... It's plain Jane, right? You don't... People need to stop killing things that are like... If it's working, don't change it. Like the podcast. Exactly. So my last one, this is everything. And you know how we've like had Vincent and JF3 on the podcast and they always say like, yo, you can't write a you know a better script than this. Yeah. Well, this is one of those stories. So in Florida this past week, Sam, police were called out to a fist fight to a popular fast food joint. Um, oh, gosh. And a vital detail to the situation was that the fight involved five guys and the cause of the ruckus is unknown. <laughs> but guess the fast food joint where this happened at. White Castle. No, no, no. Hint. So there's five guys. So where did it happen at? Five guys. 
five guys got arrested at five guys. Thought that was hilarious. So that was everything to you? That was everything. Oh my god. That's hilarious. Are you kidding me? That's that's never happened in the history of history. <sighs> oh man. All right. <laughs> so now we transition into our weekly segment, which is called Plain and Simple Athlete of the Week. Brock, you want to take it away? Our Athlete of the Week comes all the way from the Philippines, which last episode you guys got us into eight more countries, the United Kingdom, Australia, Germany, Ireland, Finland. The list goes on, but we're not in the Philippines yet, so we remain optimistic. So this past weekend, Manny Pacquiao, who was 40 years old and an all-time boxing legend, defeated Keith Thurman, handing him his first career loss and spoiling his 29-0 record. Pre-fight, you know how guys get. Thurman was rambling on and on about how he's going to send Manny into retirement and that he was going to have an elementary field day in the ring due to Pacquiao having quote-unquote little T-Rex arms. While Manny might resemble Rex from Toy Story, Keith Thurman clearly forgot that even with the small arms, Tyrannosaurus Rexes are ferocious and in the case of Toy Story, can be one of the most lovable toys of the bunch. All right, so that was Manny Pacquiao, our Athlete of the Week. Thanks for tuning in uh, to That's Some BS. Guys, we are on Instagram. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Music. We are all over. And please, please, please leave us a review. Subscribe. Tell it to your friends because we are really trying to grow this thing. For all you people up there in Princeton, give us a like. Give us a shout out. Dude, we love people in New Jersey. Come on now. Yeah, not many people do, but we do. We're a national pod. We're an international podcast. So we're an international podcast. We are an international podcast, but we we want to we want to get a strong stronghold in New Jersey. Do we not? No, I mean we want to get a stronghold in every state, but New Jersey's definitely up there. <laughs> but anyways, guys, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you on the flip. Deuces. We enjoyed having you on board this morning. Appreciate your business. Fly with you again in the future. Five minutes, please. Try the camp for a ride. Bye.